If you're an introvert, you might experience the challenge of giving yourself permission for solitude without feeling guilty. To thrive as an introvert, you need to develop good solitude skills. The desire for solitude comes naturally to introverts, but how can you skillfully create it? Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Today, we're sharing an excerpt from Dr. Arnie Kozak's audiobook, The Awakened Introvert, Practical Mindfulness Skills to Help You Maximize Your Strengths and Thrive in a Loud and Crazy World. Mindfulness expert and card-carrying introvert Arnie Kozak shares mindfulness and cognitive behavioral tools that'll help you unlock the full potential of your unique introvert brain. You'll learn powerful strategies to recharge after social interactions, improve your social skills, and take advantage of your capacity for quiet reflection and sweet, sweet solitude. In this excerpt, Dr. Kozak encourages introverts to celebrate solitude as a nourishing, powerful voice in their lives. Learn to appreciate your time alone and discover the secret to establish, maintain, and celebrate solitude in your life. In this chapter, we will celebrate solitude by exploring its power and promise in your life as an introvert. We will also look at some of the pitfalls of solitude in your own life and in your relationships with others, including the challenge of giving yourself permission to seek solitude without guilt. To thrive as an introvert, you need solitude skills. While the desire for solitude may come naturally, the skill of securing it often needs to be practiced. I will provide both practical suggestions and mindfulness exercises that will teach you how to build solitude into your busy life and how to cultivate a portable solitude, courtesy of mindfulness. Mindfulness practice helps you to create a supportive context for living in the world as an introvert, and as such, it supports the skills that enable you to establish, maintain, and celebrate solitude in your life. Before we go any further, I want to explain what I mean by solitude in the life of the awakened introvert, because I'm using that term in a bit broader or deeper sense than the usual understanding of solitude as being alone. Solitude does not even necessarily require being alone, although it is usually facilitated by keeping company with yourself. Solitude is not lonely either. It is a choice to spend time alone with yourself, often a gift to yourself to recharge your introvert batteries. Solitude invites you to look within, to reconnect with your sense of quiet, values, and intentions. Most importantly, solitude is a state that is self-contained. You don't need anything from anyone else, and no one makes demands on you. As you can see, you could be alone and not feel self-contained. You could feel restless, agitated, or bored. 
You could also be together with someone who nurtures your solitude by not being intrusive and not needing you to take care of him or her. This broader and deeper view of solitude creates a natural fit for mindfulness practices that can nurture your solitude further. Inviting mindfulness further into your life provides a way to bridge the gap between personal solitude and peopled existence. On the one hand, mindfulness can help you to enjoy the solitariness of solitude without feeling lonely. On the other, it can also occur in the context of social connections and what might be understood and enjoyed as being alone in the presence of others. This is the approach that the Buddha promoted 2,500 years ago when he gathered people together to meditate in silence. Solitude without social connections would be a form of exile. So, as we look at solitude in this chapter, let's first explore solitude in our lives alone, and then move on to look at solitude in our relationships with others, both those with whom we are intimate and those in our larger social circles. Throughout the chapter, we'll look at ways to enhance solitude in our lives. Finding Yourself Embracing the Power and Promise of Solitude As an introvert, it is crucial that you have protected time during which you can dwell undisturbed in your introvert nature and recharge your energy from excursions into the extrovert circus. Like quiet, solitude provides an indispensable period of restoration for your introvert energy. Solitude is a form of quiet where you can be invisible or inaccessible to the demands, needs, and expectations of others. Solitude can also be an interior affair where you are secluded from thinking. With the help of mindfulness, you can have a respite from the incessant activity of your mind, as well as that of the world around you. Salmon and Madaris point out that it is not noise or stimulation that impairs solitude, it is feeling that you must do something. You can appreciate solitude in the midst of a loud environment, or you can find it elusive in a remote cabin in the woods. But when it occurs, solitude is always found in the present moment, and in that moment, you find yourself. In his essay, Self-Reliance, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, There are voices which we hear in solitude, but they grow faint and inaudible as we enter the world. Solitude is an opportunity for discovering these voices. What do I really think about things? Who am I? What do I want? The answers to these questions may only arise in solitude. It is difficult, if not impossible, to hear your internal wisdom if the outer and inner world is noisy. Solitude is the place where you will find yourself. What you discover may be a surprise, and it is always a learning experience. Seek to uncover the vibrancy and the quiet reaches that solitude embodies. But where can you find solitude in your noisy, overscheduled world? Introvert blogger and author Michaela Chung provides encouraging insights on finding solitude both within and around us. Introverts recognize that many of life's greatest moments happen when we are alone. Aliveness seizes us as we are turning over a great idea in our mind. It reverberates through us as we silently soak in a majestic sunrise. On a twilight jog, it is inhaled with each quickened breath. We know that aliveness springs forth from the core of our being and dissipates in solitude, in silence. We do not require a list of adrenaline-inducing activities to feel alive. 
we need only ourselves. There is something sacred about spending time alone. The poet Rainer Maria Rilke, in his Book of Hours, recognized this when he said, I am too alone in this world, and yet not alone enough to consecrate every hour. Rilke's words reflect the definition of solitude offered earlier in this chapter. His aloneness does not in itself guarantee solitude. To experience solitude requires an ability to pay attention to what is happening. It is hard, perhaps impossible, to reveal your true wanting in the peopled clamor of everyday life. In solitude, you may have an opportunity to hear yourself think and to discover what it is you truly want in this world. Without such solitude, it is hard to treat each moment with the reverence that can only come through a full attention to the experience at hand. Mindfulness as Inner Solitude Outer solitude is crucial, and without it, you may not be able to develop your inner solitude. Inner solitude is the ability to have a quiet mind. This quiet may only come in moments, but with practice, these moments will come more frequently. While it is appealing to imagine a mind completely free of thoughts, images, and emotions, the reality looks quite different. It is an idealization to see the mind in meditation as a blank one from which nothing arises. Instead, for both beginners and experienced practitioners alike, interior solitude is a staccato, variegated, or intermittent phenomenon. Attention moves in and out of the present moment. Mindfulness training gives you the skill base to move your mind from noise to quiet. Each time you retrieve your retention from the tantalizing pull of future, past, or commentaries on the present, you create a moment of solitude in your mind. Your attention is protected from the intrusion of thinking. In this case, it is your own thoughts that you seek relief from, instead of the words or presence of others. The Rhythm of Solitude There is a rhythm to solitude. It is not unremitting, but instead it goes in and out of being with others. While you may not find it practical to experience complete solitude, you can seek out experiences of relative solitude in your everyday activities. Visit an art gallery by yourself. Go to the movies by yourself. For a challenge, and one you may already be quite familiar with, go out to a restaurant to eat by yourself. You are likely to be greeted by the hostess with the inquiry, Just one? What's wrong with just one? Proclaim with pride, Yes, just one. Relative solitude gives you a respite from chit-chat, conversation, and that sense of being on when you are around other people. You can rest into the silence found in the spaces vacated by others. You can also go for a walk by yourself. Walking provides a way of being with yourself, whether you're in others' company or not. It's a self-contained way of moving through the world. Formal and Informal Practice Walking Meditation Informal walking practice is an antidote to the familiar lament, I don't have time to meditate. You are walking in your world every day, and you can use this time to practice. As long as you can make the effort to set aside the activity of your default mode network again and again and again, you can accumulate quite a bit of practice each day. 
These small sips are different from a longer sitting, but they are nonetheless valuable. Informal walking practice can occur literally any time that you are walking, whether for exercise or just ambulating between point A and point B. You are supposed to walk 10,000 steps each day to stay fit, so why not make as many of these as you can mindful ones? To make walking an informal meditation practice, just walk as you would normally walk. The difference is that you will also redirect your attention from your internal dialogue to your actual experience of walking. Formal walking practice is like formal sitting practice in as much as you devote yourself to the practice and nothing else. Formal walking practice will be a slower, more deliberate way of walking. You will experience life from the perspective of the body in motion. To do formal walking meditation, you don't need a lot of room. You can stake out a tract of floor and walk back and forth. You can choose a circle or square to follow. I often use an 8 by 10 foot rug that has lots of symmetrical squares. These squares are ready made rows for walking. I'll also walk around the edge or perimeter of this rug. Any space can do. The eyes are typically left open for walking practice. You can keep your gaze soft, as if you are looking through the things you see rather than right at them. You can do whatever feels most comfortable with your hands. You can leave them free at your sides or fold them in front or behind you. The basic method for formal walking meditation is to coordinate your steps to your breathing. When you take an in breath, take a step with one foot. When you exhale, step with your other foot. The speed of your walking will be determined by the speed of your breathing. Make sure that you don't reverse this, that is, don't let your walking alter the speed of your breathing. When you walk in this way, you can maintain a reasonable pace, one that won't attract too much attention if you are doing this practice in a public place like a train station. You can slow the process down even further. If you're doing this in a public place, any of the slower practices will definitely attract attention to you, so be forewarned. As you inhale, lift your heel off the ground. As you exhale, move your foot forward, and as you inhale again, place your foot down and raise up your other heel. You can also uncouple your breath from your steps and just walk as slowly as you can. When you do slow walking, you may notice that your balance is temporarily affected. This happens because you change the cadence of your steps and also because you bring deliberate attention to something that is usually automatic. This self consciousness typically resolves itself, but if you need the support of a wall or if you need to pause and stand to regain your balance, you can do so whenever needed. Mindful walking is a moving sanctuary. You can enter it whenever you have a few free moments, or it can be your extended daily practice. In combination with informal walking, you can access this refuge many times each day. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook The Awakened Introvert Practical Mindfulness Skills to Help You Maximize Your Strengths and Thrive in a Loud and Crazy World. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W E T W A R E M E D I A.com.